That's Nothing Really Matters with Lauren Hill featuring D'Angelo. Now, uh, judging by how many people lined up on Wednesday when the fuel price increased, I think that they wouldn't agree that nothing really matters. The fuel price really matters. So we're going to be talking about uh, fuel efficiencies and how to basically, when you're looking at your car, how to save on fuel. Are there driving ways that you can do that? In studio, I've got Voyu Mpofu, who is a motoring expert, Madam Driving in Heels herself. Voyu, thank you so much uh, for joining us this evening on Off the Pitch. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. It is great to have you in studio. I think that, you know, it's not great circumstances because the first thing that we're going to be talking about is the 82 cents price hike (sighs) when it comes to fuel. Um, When you're looking at fuel efficiencies, are there really ways that you can save on fuel when you're driving? Yes, absolutely. You know what? In South Africa, we've got... How can I put it politely? We've got into a bit of a bad habit in terms yes. of how we drive. We drive very aggressively. We drive very fast. It's almost as if, you know, if you don't get to where you're going first, you know, you're going to you You've know lose out something. Absolutely. Yeah. There is no race. And there are lots of things that we can do that basically help conserve fuel. And that is a change of attitude. The first thing that you need to do is slow down. And I know that a lot of people are looking at their, their like radios and like, what? You know, because everybody's in a rush, particularly in Johannesburg. But yes, if you slow down, you're obviously going to use less fuel. Um, the other thing that we need to do is to make sure that your cars are uh, well-maintained. Okay. So taking your car in for a service on a regular basis is going to make sure that your car is in technological good health, mm-hmm. you know, or mechanical good health to make sure that, you know, it doesn't consume more fuel than it actually needs to consume. Here's the thing for all the ladies out there. Instead of carrying your entire wardrobe plus the kitchen sink and the roof of your house in your boot, you need to just make sure that you've got only the things that you need in your car. The more luggage you carry in your car, the more the engine has to work, work. to make sure that your mm-hmm. car, you know, your engine propels your car forward. And that, of course, is going to make, uh, you know, use, make you use more fuel than you actually need to. Uh, just looking at, at, at particularly talking about Johannesburg, one of the issues that we do have is the stop start because we've got we've got we're standing in traffic, number one, on mm-hmm. the highways. And number two, we've got a lot of of robots where you basically go into first every single time when you pull off. (laughs) Do you use more fuel in the lower gears than in the higher gears? Uh, yes. And is there any way that you can overcome that or is that just... Here's you know? the thing. Your question is a bit like, you know, it's a, it's a little bit difficult to answer because when you're in a higher gear, as you're actually driving, you use less, less fuel. fuel yes. When you stop, you stopped. Yes. So um, what you want to do is immediately you take off. You want to get your car into the highest gear possible. Mm-hmm. As in, in an auto, your car will immediately do that. But in a manual, you want to make sure that you're actually changing up imme- uh, as soon as possible. You can actually get to fifth gear in six, at 60 k's per hour. And I know a lot of people are going to raise their... Yes, like you just, I just, did. You just yes. did that. Yeah. You can, actually. You just change your gears quicker. The way we're taught to drive, and that's a completely different discussion about the whole K53 uh, uh, leadership, is that you almost like drag the yeah, car. Yeah, you wait for when the red canter. When, when the red's like 3,000... Mm, my gosh. You look for that 3,000 it's, it's dead. At that okay. point, it's dead. You basically need to change up as quickly as you can, and you can actually get to fifth gear at 60 k's per hour and just let the car, you know, move from there and do the work for you from there. Okay, so we need to slow down, but get into gear for higher gears faster. Yeah, uh, don't look <laughs> at me like that. You change up quickly, okay? But remember, you're still at 60 k's per hour. Okay. So slow down doesn't mean that you're driving any, you know. Any faster. Exactly. Okay. All right. Okay, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Now looking 
at also I think there's a lot of ways that you can be creative. Carpooling is one of those things that you could possibly do. That is do. one of those things that you can do, which we don't like to do as South Africans because we're so married to our cars. cars yes. You know, you, your car, your car brand, whatever it might be, is a sign of, you know, your achievement in life. Yes. <laughs> You've made it. You've made it in life. And you basically want to be the only person in the car. Okay, never mind the fact that, you know, passengers can be annoying. Let's be honest. Passengers do not necessarily have to. They do, oh, gosh. We do a whole tutorial on how to be a passenger. All right, because there are duties, particularly if you're sitting in the front. Do, do not do, change the radio. Do station. not touch my radio. Do not touch my radio. Don't, don't, <laughs> just sit still. Because you're still. very passionate about I that. I am very passionate. That's why I'm a motoring journalist. I'm very passionate about <laughs> things like about passengers. <laughs> okay, now looking at it's winter, um, you know, and, and some of us like me drive a little golf who apparently. Apparently, it's a classic car now. Um, <laughs> my little golf uh, and things like. Should I start the car to let it warm up? Because that's one of those things, you know, I was always taught when I was young. My dad said to me, you can't, you, you know, you, your car can't, you can't drive your car cold. cold. Mm. Yes. Is yeah. that something? Is yeah. there not something? Is it just, a, you know? Yes, Lizette. Um, specifically for you and your little, <laughs> and your little blue, your little blue, blue golf, golf. Your golf one. Yes, you, you, you do probably need to, you know, let it warm up a bit. You know, stuff some alasle. You need to last, you know, yes. let it warm up a let bit. But um, newer cars, not so much. Okay. Having said that, uh, ladies and gents listening out there, just because you do not need to leave your car idling to warm it up, does not mean that you need to stomp on the accelerator to get it going. Still allow the car to basically warm up to its own temperature. Remember, there's a difference between mm-hmm. outside temperature, inside the car temperature, and engine temperature. And you just when we're talking about warming up the car, we're talking about engine temperature. So even though your car, you've just started it, two minutes before you started driving, does not mean that it, it is at an optimal engine temperature for you to drive at 120 Ks. Okay. So allow the car to warm up as you are driving, which negates what you've just been talking about in terms of leaving it running, running. for 10 minutes. Yeah. Now, and talking about, you know, temperature outside in temperature, engine temperature, one of the, the parts of your car that takes a lot of strain in winter is your car battery. Oh, Yes. And the last thing that you want to do is to get outside and start your car and it gives you that sound. Can yeah. I can I challenge you to do it? No, no, please don't. <laughs> okay, it does that makes that sound that you know just tells nothing's you that happening. nothing's happening, yeah. you're gonna be late. Mm-hmm. Um you want to make sure that you look after your battery. This is a good time to make sure that you are taking that you take your car in and have that battery checked by a specialist, um, making sure that the uh, terminals are clean, which is one of the um main causes of having um battery problems because of all the um the building. Gunk. Yeah, okay, we can use that word. Um, making sure that it basically, you know, is clean around the terminals. Um, and that the water levels, you know, within mm-hmm. are are still, you know, at, at an optimal level to allow the battery to do the job that it's meant to do for your car. Another thing that I've noticed, and, and maybe this is just because, you know, I do drive a little golf, is that you need, it's getting darker earlier. So your lights are something that I think a lot of people don't actually make sure all their lights are working mm. on their vehicles, especially in winter. That's another very important thing. And I'm glad you raised that because the days are getting shorter, the nights are getting longer. Yes. So it's getting dark quicker than it does in summer. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that your headlamps actually work. And how you basically do that, when you get home, you know, if you park in a garage, you, you're parking in front of a, a, wall, a wall, for instance. Mm-hmm. So you can basically see whether your lights are on or not. If not, if you're parking under a car park or whatever, you can get somebody to basically check for you. Make sure that your lights are on dim 
and that, you know, they are on bright as and when the driver requires that to be, you know, on. Um, you also want to make sure that your indicators are working, which is something and your that you want lights. to do. Yes, your indicators and your brake lights are working, which is something you're trying to do all the time. It's mm-hmm. not just a winter thing, but more so in winter because I drove behind somebody today who didn't have brake lights and he went through a stop sign. I saw, I thought he stopped, went through a stop sign, but he actually stopped apparently because when we got to the traffic light, he had to stop, yeah. but he didn't have brake lights. So I was still wondering whether or not he was going to stop. He stopped. He didn't have brake lights. Now at night when you can't see him, and you can't see his headlights because you're driving behind right. him. Yeah. You know, you might actually go into him. And that's obviously a dangerous thing. Windscreen wipers and, 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 and yes. the windscreen in particular. Do windscreens crack more in winter? If you put hot water on them <laughs> to get rid of the mist. <laughs> oh, people okay. who drive golf do that. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> people who drive. Don't um, throw shade on me and my golf, oh, please. We need to work with your golf. <laughs> yes, we love your little blue golf. Um, but yes, basically... People will, if you're parking like in a car park or outside or whatever the case might be, uh, when you get into your car in the morning, it's got a little bit of ice on it. And you think the ideal way to get rid of that ice is to put, you know, warm Warm water or hot water on it. You're basically basically reducing the strength of your windscreen. Um, And that will in time cause cracks, etc., which you don't want to have happening. So all you want to do is take something like, I don't know, your bank card, for instance, and scrape your, the ice off the windscreen in order to get rid of it. If you're driving a newer car, there's something called a demister. demister. I've seen women, okay, sorry ladies, but mostly women are basically driving around in the car and they're using a tissue or a hanky or a t-shirt or their sleeve and they're trying to basically get rid of all the mist that is built up in the car because the windows are closed. Uh, yeah, there is a little function. It's um, a little. It looks like a little fan. Yes. Wavy lines. Just press it. Just press that, and yeah, it'll sort itself out. Um, just looking at our SMS line. When I stop at robots or at a stop sign, must I change down gears or stop immediately? Um, so I think when I mean stop, uh, change down gears, it's almost like you know when you're gliding. Oh, towards when, it. When you're gliding towards it, almost putting it in neutral, changing down, or is it just stop out of gear, moving oh, to first? I would just stop. Okay. You stop. You know, and move into uh, neutral, you know, get your um, feet off the pedals and that kind of stuff, particularly if you're driving a manual, because having your foot on the clutch, one is going to burn it and two is going to build up an abnormally large calf muscle in one leg, which (laughs) you don't want to do. And then when you're taking off, you basically, you know, um, put the car back into gear and go. Yeah, I I don't have an unusually... Big I'll cough check, muscle. I'll check. Hold on, listeners. Hold on. But just look under the table. Hold on. I am one of those people, though, that do tend to. I I, I don't pull up my handbrake. I I, I oh, declare yeah? okay. it now, and I kind of use my clutch and my petrol, mm. which is not great for petrol and for fuel efficiency because I'm I'm using a lot more petrol. But is it bad for the car? I mean, generally speaking, I would prefer that you use your handbrake. But may I ask why you don't use it? I I just don't. It's just habit. It's just really mm. a bad habit. Okay, I would prefer that you do. But from a from a from a job driving around Joburg point of view, it might be from a security point of view because you need to let that handbrake down quickly, quickly. in order to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's basically something that you need to use at your discretion. I would prefer that you did when you can, um, but I do understand why you don't. Thank you.
It's been time has flown by. Those fifteen minutes oh went by gosh, really, really, really quickly. Already? Yes, um, that was Voyim Porfu, our motoring expert, chatting to us about fuel efficiency as well as about getting your car ready for winter. Um, it's been a great two hours on off the pitch between seven and nine. If you just tuned in, you're too late. You've missed it. It's we're done and dusted. Um, I want to say thank you very much to the team, Sylvester. To uh, I almost said Tebza, but I'm going to call you Tebza. Tebojo, as well as Matapelo, you guys have been great. It's nine o'clock, which means that it's time for the news.